Hey, 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 what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Single Player Experience. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and joining me is another member of the Pro Nerd Fan. We always have to have him on because he's got such great takes. And, you know, he always plays the hottest games out there. So you already know who it is. Joining me on this episode is Lit Unplay. Lit. How you doing today? Hello, hello. It is a pleasure to be back. Um, I am doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, like I normally I start this episode off and when you're on the show asking you what you've been playing, because you you play a wide variety of things. You're an eclectic gamer, if you will, where you kind of <laughs> dabble into this and dabble into that. But yes. we like let's just forget the pre- preamble here. Like, let's get to the meat <laughs> of the meat and potatoes. You've been playing Tears of the Kingdom. I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, but not quite as much as you have. I, I assure you. So <laughs> let's let's get to the topic of the show. Tears of the Kingdom. What do you think about it overall? Uh, sorry, what were you saying? I was uh, busy playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I yeah so so to give you to give you a little context right I game came out Friday last week so it's been exa- it's been exactly a week since the game came out I started playing that game at midnight the second it became available well so it was it was midnight and the game was still not playable it wasn't playable until 1201 and I know this because for an entire minute I was there just hitting a except oh it's not ready to be played <laughs> try again and as soon as 1201 hit, it went through. And I was like, we can play. Um, oh, yeah, it's going yeah, down. So, oh, yeah. So so I stayed up. I was ready at midnight. I took Friday the 12th off. Obviously, Saturday and Sunday, I wasn't working. I took Monday and I took Tuesday off. That is five straight days where I did nothing other than play Tears of the King. I took the necessary bathroom breaks. I took the necessary lunch breaks or food breaks and the bare, bare minimal amount of like showers, tooth brushing, you know, the, the bare essentials to live and not be like, a uh, you know, like a dirty person in my own house. Right? <laughs> I, I kept my hygiene, right? Let's put that out there. Internet. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So the bare, but the bare minimum. So uh, all of that context put together. I have no idea how many hours I have. I, I haven't actually looked. Um, but yeah, I played nonstop, nonstop. It started at midnight. I went to bed at like four in the morning. I woke up at 10 and went right back to it. Rinse and repeat for five days. I wish Nintendo and- was a little more accurate with like its timer count. Yeah. You know, like I, I just give us like an approximate time, at least like you not even to an hour, at least tell us like, oh, you've played more than 60 hours. You know, you played more than 70 yeah. hours. You know what I mean? But man, yeah, it sounds like you've been grinding away on it. I I have been. I have really been putting in the time to it. Um, but yeah, you know. So I started playing, and immediately uh, the opening sequence is one of the greatest opening sequence I have ever seen. In the obviously in the Legend of Zelda, but in any video game ever, really. The opening sequence to Tears of the Kingdom is very very impactful. And just to throw it out there to all you lovely listeners and viewers, I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler free as we can. I'm going to try to not touch up on too many. high. We're going to be high level. We're not going to go super into a lot of story related details. We'll do we'll do another episode a couple of weeks, months from now to talk to go like full in analysis and like spoiler. This is kind of just like a first impression. Yeah. Um, 
yeah so so opening sequence is great you know you you get re you really get thrown in right into the middle of it um there wasn't any like slow build up it was just like he here you go um yeah off to the races basically yeah <laughs> and it's amazing like there's a good amount of like build up from where you start to like the moment there's a good amount of buildup and it's kind of like eerie. The game sets the tone instantly like, hey, this is a much darker sequel than than uh, a much darker sequel as opposed to BLTW being a little bit more like lighthearted. Um, yeah, I would and, definitely agree with you. Yeah. And from what I've played so far, it <laughs> that's that's exactly what it's been. Um, yeah. So right from the get go, it's it's amazing. Like you're, you get thrown right into it. The buildup's amazing. The payoff is great. And when you finally get like the moment that sets the entire plot into motion, the upheaval, as it's called in the game, uh, it's just crazy. Like, it's just like, what the hell is happening? How did that happen? How are we going to solve the situation? Um, and then, you know, you get transported to, to the sky and you begin your journey in the sky islands. Um, and it's great, dude. It's great. The gameplay I mean, there, there's so much to talk about. Where do where do we even start? Um, it, so you know, you first of all, like you're a massive fan of, of Breath of the Wild. It's one of your probably one in your top ten favorite games of all time, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So massive fan. You've been looking forward to this. You, you can bought, see the the shirt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you bought several. Like you've bought this game over and over again, as well as like bought the oh, new Switch love. for you. Like yep. hype fan for this. So, yeah, based on everything, has it lived up to the hype for you so far? It, it has more than blown past the hype. Okay. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times whenever you anticipate something, right, like I think back to, well, no, but that also lived up to the hype, you know, but just in general, like sometimes you, you're so anxious for something, you're so, you're anticipating something so much and you like create this mental image that it's going to be the greatest thing ever. It's going to be so freaking amazing. And then it happens, then you get to experience it. And sometimes you like, have hyped it so much that it's so difficult for the thing to live up to your expe expectations. Like, sure, it might have been great. You might have enjoyed it. But you're like, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a fear I have with every video game that I get excited for. I so had that fear with Elden Ring. I had that <laughs> fear with Horizon Forbidden West. I had that fear with Resident Evil 4. Any game that I'm, like, super excited for, it's like, am I overhyping this too much? I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm right now, like the way you sound about like Elden Ring and, and of course, Tears of the Kingdom is how I feel like right now about Spider Man. Like, that's my Tears of the Kingdom yes. this year. That's the one I'm like, oh, I need that like pumped into my, like, yeah, I need that yeah, pumped yeah, yeah, into yeah. me. Like, right now, I need a trailer. Like, I need everything I can consume about Wednesday. Guarantee you are getting something Wednesday oh, at that uh, PlayStation event. I'm I'm gonna be on it like absolutely on it. I'm salivating for more information about that and 100%. just a whole lot. Like if they announce that in a new Uncharted game, oh, wow, chef's kiss. Ooh. I'm you got me, you got me. As, but as much as I would love a new Uncharted game, I also I don't want them to touch Uncharted anymore. I think Uncharted Four had a really nice conclusion to the story, and I feel like that that that's it. They should just leave it at that. Oh um, man, I would be fine with more um Nadine and Chloe though. Like I like uh, Lost be, Legacy. Yeah. I'd yeah. be I'd be okay with that. I, I just want them to leave uh Nathan's story like where it's at. Mm -hmm. I got he, you know if he wants to make a cameo, that's perfectly fine, but like leave Nathan's story with him, his wife, and his daughter. 
done. Oh, don't touch that. I would be shocked if they didn't like have the daughter as the main character <sighs> in this game. Though. I know they they might mm -hmm. if they do another Uncharted. I, I feel like that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have his uh, daughter be the main character, but we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll anyways, see. um. Yeah, so, so getting, back, getting back to Tears of the Kingdom, I was super excited, right? I have been excited for this game since Nintendo announced it back in 2019. They put out a trailer and they're like, oh, by the way, um, the sequel to Breath of the Wild is in development. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, I have been hyped for it since then. And, you know, with all the trailers, all the stuff we've been getting, I was very, very excited. I was a little bit sad last year when they announced the delay till this year. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. But, you know, I was like, at least it won't, you know, Elden Ring won't have to compete with Tears of the Kingdom. So, like, you know, they can both win game of the year. You see, um, and that, see, that's like I, I'm now sad for every other game this year because I'm like, man, based on the, the reception that Tears of the Kingdom's gotten, I'm like, there's no yeah. way any other games touching game of the year right now. Dude, like, I... I, I thought, you know, I played Dead Space Remake and I was like, wow, this is a pretty good game. This is definitely going to get nominated and it'll have a good chance. Then I played RE4 Remake and I was like, okay, this is way better than Dead Space. This is right now game of the year. And then, you know, I played Tears of the Kingdom. You know, I was like 10 hours in and I was like, nothing's coming close to this. Uh, nothing. Nothing. FF16 might get close. Uh, honestly, at this, at this point, based on what we know that's actually releasing this year... Um, I think the only game that has a legitimate shot at even coming close to challenging Tears of the Kingdom for Game of the Year is uh, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I'm I don't right think there there's anything else. I think FF16 is going to be phenomenal. I don't think it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom level. And the crazy um, thing is, it's like Xbox needs Starfield to be that. Yeah, but it's not. Listen, it's I, I'm still not convinced Starfield's releasing this year. Um. Mm -hmm. They, they do have a direct or a showcase coming up in June where they're supposed to talk about the game. But, I mean, I mean from what they showed, I forget when they showed that, uh, last year. Um, yeah, with Todd, from, with Todd Howard and such. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the last time we saw Starfield, the game looked unpolished. It didn't look fun. It looked janky, slow. At, like, I was like, that game is not, it's not within two, three years of releasing. Like, that game needs so much work. Yeah, it um, also looked like an old. It looked like an old Bethesda game. It didn't look like yeah. anything modern, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, they they might showcase uh, one second. What was that? My my cats are always up to something. <laughs> um, they might showcase something at this uh event in June that might completely change our opinions about it. You know, maybe they put in the work, they put in overtime. Um. But until I hear that the game is like gone gold and that it is officially releasing this year, I won't even consider it to be releasing this year. I um, yeah. And, and you know, we really have to see some improvements there because, you know, if all they did was tune up graphics and like write a better story, like, yeah, obviously those are good things. But to, to me, the issue I saw with the trailer was the gameplay. Like yeah. the gameplay did not look enjoyable. I, I got PTSD flashbacks to Cyberpunk. I was like, Cyberpunk was a phenomenal game. But I had such a huge issue with Cyberpunk's gunplay. Um, oh, I could see that being an issue yeah, here as well. There was, you know, I tried all my. I, I Cyberpunk was a game that I had to play on mouse and keyboard because aiming and shooting on a controller just felt awful. And I tried all matter of settings, all YouTube videos on uh, online showing like, oh, these are the best settings for controller. I tried everything, and I was like, this feels like ass. Um, 
And at yeah, some point, you know, I was like, I gave up. So I went to keyboard and mouse. And even then it didn't feel that great. So I ended up going back to the controller and just using uh, smart uh, guns, the ones that auto or not auto fired, but auto aimed. Uh, yeah, I completely understand what you mean. And that was I was able to get through the story like that. I was like, this is bearable. Um, I would and, you know, use like the, auto guns and like the melee weapons, like the swords yes, and katanas. Yes, and such. Melee, mm -hmm. melee weapons were phenomenal, like the katana stuff. I, I really actually enjoyed that. Uh, the mantis blade too were pretty cool especially if you had a sand of distance and you could mm -hmm. like slow down time yeah no that, that the melee gameplay was there which is why i keep saying you know they shouldn't have made it a shooter they should have made it a, a third person um melee you mm -hmm. know they should have done the witcher but in the future yeah that'd <laughs> that's be cool what, that's what that they should have done cool. So um, tears of the kingdom yeah. you you played a lot of this game you enjoy it like I've played Love. a lot of it, and I even I'm a person. You know, this is going to be the most controversial thing that you've heard on, all throughout the internet. I I'm not a Breath of the Wild guy. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I'm not a Breath of the Wild guy, and <laughs> I'm not like it's it's no, like one, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's one of those things to where like I I respectfully I respect what it does, and I respect its impact on the industry. It's just like. <clears throat> I'm not like I play these type of games and it, it doesn't grab it. They don't grab the, the hooks into yeah. me like like some other games in the industry. But like and I'm a big narrative guy and like I'm not super invested in the lore of Zelda. So it's like that kind of throws it off for me as well. But like I can admire a lot of what Tears of the Kingdom is doing here. I like the ultra hand ability. I like the ascend ability quite quite a lot. I like the um the um what's the one? The fuse. The fuse. Yeah, fuse changed. is really yeah. cool. It revolutionizes the way they like you didn't see weapons in that weapon degradation that a lot of people yeah. disliked in the previous game but like i want to get your take on this like do you like the new abilities more so than you like the abilities in in breath of the wild like the bombs and the the like yeah. ice and everything so if you compare okay so let's first talk about the tears of the kingdom abilities versus the runes that you could use in breath of the wild right yeah so in breath of the wild you have the two types of bombs you had ice you had magnesis you had time stop and then you have the camera and tears of the kingdom you have ultra hand which you know i think the the closest comparison uh to ba back from uh, botw to ultra hand is magnesis mm -hmm. but so now ultra hand is like magnesis but you can actually grab whatever you want it doesn't have to be something metallic um so oh, i think ultra hand is a million times better than the entirety of the runes in botw alone <laughs> just just alone <laughs> i mean you can the fact that you can grab virtually anything whether it's magnetic or whether it's metallic, wood, rock, whatever, you can grab it with Ultra Hand is phenomenal. And then on top of that, you can combine things to create uh, different contraptions for platforming, for combat, uh, you know, insane. They took the, they gave you so much freedom with the creativity. Like, you know, you're limited only by your creativity other than like some technical stuff. Um, so yeah, Ultra Hand is phenomenal. Um Let's see. Fuse, I think, is great, not just because, you know, you get to create new weapons, you get to try out new combos, you get to put new effects on your shields and swords, spears and great swords, but you freaking get to directly affect what has to be the number one complaint that everybody had with BOTW, which was the weapon durability. Right. Everybody's like, the weapons break, I hate it, this, this and that. And Nintendo was like, okay, we're still going to keep durability in. 
But now, you know, you know, that stick that breaks in two hits, you can stick a rock on it and you can take like 10 hits instead of just two. Um, and not, not only does it increase the durability, it also makes the weapon stronger. And then depending on certain weapons, you can fuse them with certain materials and you can actually like get even a bonus uh, damage output out of that. Um, yeah. so, so, so it's great. I think fuse is, uh, yet again, more freedom to the player limited by your creativity. So it's amazing. And, you know, BLTW's runes were pretty useful. You know, I, you have no idea how many times I find myself saying like, man, I wish I could just like throw a bomb and then use it again and again without being mm -hmm. limited by bomb count. Um, so I do miss having infinite bombs essentially, but I think the new abilities more than make up for not having infinite bombs. I, I can um, understand that completely. Yeah. Um, Ascend. Ascend is such an amazing ability. I freaking love Ascend. There are so, you know, I love it so much that I forget about it so often. I'm like in the middle of a puzzle or a shrine and I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to get up there? And I'm like, oh, shit, right. I can just <laughs> literally go through the, the ceiling. Uh, it's so great when you're trying to, like, traverse or, like, anytime you're indoors or inside a structure and you're trying to ascend, mm -hmm. the ability, aptly named Ascend, is very helpful. It really is. I I yeah. think about that, like, more so than anything else because, like, I'm one of those people who, like, gets tired of climbing everything. So I'm like, man, let me see if I can, like, cheese and find a yeah. way to, like, ascend yeah, to the top. Yeah, you find, like, the one pixel where you yeah. can, like, shoot up. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, the other really cool ability is the uh, recall. Um, being able to to rewind time is actually really cool, and I actually like it more than the time-stopping rune in BOTW mm -hmm. because you can do both. Um Depending on what you're trying to do, you know, if you're trying to have something go from the ground up, you can you can first pick it up with Ultra Hand, hold it up in the air for a couple of seconds, you know, then let it drop, do rewind on it, and the thing will literally go back up and just stay there for mm -hmm. the entirety of the same duration that you held it up. Um, so you can, you know, you can trivialize a lot of things by being able to not only rewind time, but actually or virtually stop time at certain spots. Yeah, it's um, almost like you create your own elevator, so to speak. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, that and, uh, you know, have those abilities and combine that with all the new machinery and equipment that you can use in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, once again, you're literally limited by your own imagination, and it's it's amazing. So, um, I so want yeah, to. Oh, go for it. I was like, I'm sorry to interrupt. I wanted to ask you, like. The, the this game is basically like as creative as you possibly can be but a lot of it kind of reminds me of like as far as like the exploration goes the discoverability goes reminds me yeah. a lot of another game you really loved last year and that's Elden Ring in the sense that like this game is dense like you don't know what lies beyond the corner like everything is basically like your the world is your oyster and you have to uncover the mysteries behind it so yeah. how what do you think of that comparison do you think that's apt or a little like think, out of bounds. No, I think in terms of the exploration, I think the comparison is more than fair, especially the way that you explore the world. I recall when Elden Ring came out, you know, as soon as you get to um, uh, Landell, mm -hmm. is that? I think that is. Wow, I, have, right? yeah. I haven't played Elden Ring in a hot minute, but as soon as you get to the starting area, which I think it's called Lindale, but there's also, or is that the capital? Shit. Um, yeah. That's going to you know bother what? you, isn't it? It is going to bother me enough that I'm going to look it up. Right now. 
Oh man, I sound like a fake gamer now. Oh, nah. Little play doesn't know the starting area <laughs> in Elden Ring. Oh, you're like chill, man. It's been like seven months since I played the game. <laughs> oh man, and of course I type it in to Google, and it doesn't give me the answer. It tells me the Chapel of Anticipation, but that's not. Oh man, what is this area called? So, like the starting area in Elden Ring. I'm going to hear the name and I'm going to hate myself because I can't remember. It, you know what? The... Why don't I just Elden, Elden Ring map? Yeah. I think that, that'll probably be easier. Is that the four belfries? No. So that, that's one of... Limgrave, for fuck's uh -huh. sakes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it's called, Limgrave. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew something sounded weird. Uh... Lindell or Lindell, I don't know how you pronounce it. Lindell, um, no, Lindell doesn't sound right, it has to be Lindell. Uh, Lindell's uh, the capital, okay? Yes, Limgrave. Uh, so we're gonna re we're gonna use a recall ability, yeah, <laughs> go back. That didn't happen. Um, yeah, I think the comparison is fair. I think the way you explore the world and you uncover the, the world and you go about the exploration is a very fair comparison because when I played Elden Ring. As soon as you get to Limgrave, it's like, all right, uh, you see that castle over there? That's where you have to go. Go go do there and like progress the story. And I was like, okay. And I start heading that way. And then out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, what's that shiny thing over there? So I went to that shiny thing and found the camp of enemies. You know, kill the enemies. Okay. I see that the sight of grace clearly points me to the left to go up to the castle. And I was like, just about to go there. And I'm like, wait, what's that over there? <laughs> went completely the opposite way. So much so that I went about like 20 hours before I even made it to the castle. I did so much. I went to Kalid. I <laughs> ended up killing bosses in case. I did so much of the story, or not the story, so much of the game and explored Limgrave way before I ever made it to Stormvale Castle. So by the time I fought Margate, I was like level 40. I literally hit him like 10 times and he died. <laughs> and like my health was... Uh, you know a chunky health bar i hit really hard yeah it was it was insane um and with tears of the kingdom i feel the same way you know it, they clearly tell you you know in tears of the kingdoms even i, I think I, i'm even more of a criminal in, in that game because tears of the kingdom puts a pin on the map and it's like go here for the story related thing mm -hmm. there's a huge yellow circle telling you where to go and there's a mini map that shows you where to go and rather than go to the dot, I'm like, oh, what's that shiny thing over there? And I, I go explore the whole map. Tell me how, out of all the time I've put into the game, I did obviously the starting area. Yeah. Um, And then as soon as you get released into the open world, you don't immediately get your paraglider. You have to do one more story mission that's very short. And then you get the paraglider. As soon as I got the paraglider, it was over. There was no story done for the next like 20, 30 hours. I went and explored everything. And then at some point I was like, all right, I should probably go do some story stuff. And I went mm -hmm. and did the story stuff. But till this moment, after I got the paraglider, once you get the paraglider, you get an update on like the story quest. And you're told, hey, there's these four points you need to go to go help help out the, the kingdom. Ever since I got the paraglider, I have done three of those. Oh, really? <laughs> I have just I have just done three of the story missions. Um, I, I'm surprised you, know, you made it to three of them. <laughs> I I am too, <laughs> but that I only I only I've done three, 
And I did the third one because I was starting to run out of things to explore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have explored so much that at this point, I'm like starting to run out of just like random stuff to go explore. It's like, well, I don't really have much else to do than to go actually do the story. No. Nah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's great. I, you know, you get so immersed into it. You get so lost. And, you know, it doesn't feel like you're actively avoiding the side quest. It just feels like you're in a completely new world. And you, you're just genuinely curious. You're like, hey, that looks cool. I want to go check that out. Hey, that could potentially have treasure. Let's go look for it. Oh, there's an enemy over there. Let's go fight him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you're just naturally progressing and exploring, you eventually stumble upon one of the main areas. And you're like, hey, there's a, a main quest here. Might as well go do it. Yeah, so that's, so that's kind of how it's felt. So that's interesting because, like, I, uh, you know, like you and I are are in two different ends of the spectrum. Where I, I respect this game. I played a lot of this game, and I'm going to continue to play it. But I'm not in love with this. Like, I, mm. you know, like it's it's the same thing as like um, Breath of the Wild for me. To where like I respect everything and love everyone's like enjoyment of this game. Like I, I love seeing the little clips of people online like creating things that I can only dream of creating. <laughs> like for real. Like someone, someone had the idea of like using the mine card and combining it with like the the shield and like it becomes a skateboard yep. at that point yep. and i'm like i didn't even <laughs> think of that like that is like i play i can i played completely differently afterwards after finding just out that, that one little tidbit yep. and i enjoy that aspect i enjoy the community of like hey this is a worldwide phenomenon like but at, at the same point too like i'm big into like i'm big into narrative narrative games and like while I appreciate that they're trying a lot more to me than, than than they did in Breath of the Wild with this game's narrative, it still hasn't compelled. It's still not like a super like compelling narrative like mm. The Last of Us or like The Last of Us or Uncharted for me to where like I'm like I I'm not invested in any of these characters that I come across, but I like you know like I haven't found one to where I'm like man I want to know the story behind this. I'm gonna tell you the mm. most invested I've been in any character in this game. And it's the guy that holds up the sign for his boss. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, I want to see what his journey ends more than anybody else in this game. Uh, that's that's amazing. I love that guy. I stumble upon him like all the time. And I'm like, oh, let me go help you hold your sign up. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I want to uh, see where his great. journey ends. I'm like, does he like yeah. eventually get fed up and just like drops the sign at the end where uh, end of his story where he's like, I'm yeah. not doing this anymore. I'm like, <laughs> I want to see where his story ends more than anybody else in this game. <laughs> but that's, I, that's amazing. No, I, I hear you. You know, I I, I'll give it to you. It's definitely, you know, the storytelling in the game isn't on par with something like uh, Last of Us. God of War or or you know even Nier Automata like I mm-hmm. those games have like an insane storytelling ability and I think this game definitely has good storytelling it it definitely has a good story accompanying it um but I think the bigger selling point with this game is the gameplay oh yeah for it's, sure it, the story is great but I I feel like for most of what Legend of Zelda has been it's always been about the gameplay and the story you know most ideally you have both a phenomenal story that complements off of the gameplay and vice versa and they go like hand in hand but typically a game tends to lean one way or the other yeah um i think last of us part two is a good example of phenomenal gameplay and good storytelling um but you know like i said typically it's it's one or the other mainly and i think for tears of the kingdom the gameplay definitely is the center center stage but it's not like the story gets 
thrown behind as a background character. I think the story is right there with the gameplay. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, you know, you look at the trailers, you look at what people are talking about. It's it's so crazy to me that on Twitter, uh, all of the clips, all of the stuff I'm seeing, you know, I was scared people were going to be posting spoilers left and right. But everything I'm seeing is people uh, creating different machines. Mm-hmm. I've seen people create Gundams. I've seen people crucify Korogs. Like, it's, <laughs> it's all over the thing. It's it's insane. But everything I'm seeing online isn't story related. It's gameplay related, yeah, exploration sure. related. So, it, you know, I think it's, the community would agree that the focus of the game is on the gameplay and the experience that it brings. I will say, though, earlier today when I was playing, I did a main quest where, I, I don't know if you were calling uh, Breath of the Wild, you could go to certain places. And kind of like recover Link's memory and yeah, kind yeah. of like put together like the events that happen. You can do something similar in this game. There's a version of the memories. It's a little bit different how you get them. And I actually really like how that plays out. Um, but once you complete those memories, um, you'll get one final memory that kind of like ties everything in together. And the plot twist, the shock value, everything about once you have like the full picture mm-hmm. of those memories... It fucking destroyed me. So, I was. Is that a part of the wreck. main quest, or is that like a side quest so, that you can kind of explore? No, so it's actually categorized under uh, the main quest. Okay. Um, but it is, you know, how there's like multiple main quests. You know, one of them yeah. says check the phenomena. The other one says uh, look Help for Zelda. Princess yeah. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. This one's another one uh, in under the main quest. Um, category uh-huh. but it is separate from i guess technically it is a main quest but i feel like it might be optional okay. i'm not entirely sure um because that makes the, sense. The, 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 you do get a pretty important reward out of this quest and i don't know if that reward is going to be mandatory I, I i would think not but it, it almost seems like it would be you know so it's, it's kind of hard to tell without having finished the game mm-hmm. um but but like I, what what I was getting at is that you know you get a good bit of story and a good bit bit of lore by doing this quest, and once you have the full picture at the very end, that last memory, oh man, it it was some grade A, grade triple A storytelling and just like story lore. Oh man, it was so good. That's great. I wish I, I, wish I could tell you all about it and talk <laughs> about it, but we're we're gonna save that one for later because I'm yeah. I'm still trying to digest it. Yeah, man, I I probably haven't even scratched the surface anywhere near that point, <laughs> to be honest, because I think I've I've just now finished like my second phenomenon, the one you <clears> mentioned <throat> beforehand. And nice. I, you know, like I completely I probably went out of order with all these because I started with like <laughs> I did. I started with like the rock people who roll around. Yeah, um, the Gorans. Yeah, I started with them. I made my way down to like the water people as well. Just, and uh, like, the Soras. Yeah, and all of them were one shot in me, by the way, because like, <laughs> like all of them, because I, you know, like I play, the, I, I'm kind of stubborn in this way. Like I've, I haven't updated my hearts at all. Like I've, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say, <laughs> I, yeah, I've been like thugging it out, haven't upgraded my hearts at all. Like I've, I've been trying to see how far I can get, and I haven't found very many, very much like armor either. So I'm like, mm. I'm still at like. I th- like spoiler alert people you get a heart after every time you do like one of these phenomenons we talk about like so like outside of the main heart you get from um like outside of like the sky islands when you do the tutorial stuff like at and then like the two hearts that I've earned doing these phenomenons like I haven't upgraded my hearts at all and it- it's crazy because like 
in a way that kind of makes it more challenging for me it almost feels like more like a souls game afterwards mm. like because like i know like it's do or die if i get hit like once or twice it's all over like so. yeah but at the same point like i'm i've this gameplay is so simplistic in the fact that after you learn how to like dodge effectively like i feel untouchable with this like i it's not like like it's not like a souls game to where like i know like hey man like i there's a very very slim chance of error and i like i always feel threatened i can run up on yeah. like four bokoblins and i know like some of these are like higher strength but i never feel threatened because like as long as i keep my eyes on like who's about to attack i can always dodge at the last second yeah you know? no i i hear you but in a sense, I mean, that's exactly what the Souls games are like, too, right? If you yeah, know the true. patterns, if you know how to time the dodge, like, you're untouchable. But yes, the margin of error in Souls games is a lot uh, smaller. But I will say, I did not feel, like, challenged, like even remotely challenged at the beginning of Elden Ring. Towards the oh, end of you? the game, of course. But at the beginning of Elden Ring, I felt like almost everything I encountered was, you know, just like, not not difficult. Obviously, the first boss, Margit, I found him when I was super high level. So, like, I, I won't consider that. <laughs> but all the other bosses I found in caves and stuff, I was like, yeah, you guys, you know, you hit hard and, like, are, are you know, have a pattern. But, like, as soon as I figured it out, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. Mm -hmm. um, but with Tears of the Kingdom, you know, you start exploring a little bit instead of going directly to the main quest. And you start running into some pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I have found the enemies. People, I was getting my tail murked. I'm talking about my ass was getting murked by just enemies that I didn't even yeah. know were in the game still. Like I <laughs> like I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, you're still in the game. Oh, you still have like you can still throw these hands like nobody's business. Like, yeah, there's there's some enemies that hit. It's insane how hard they hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Any Bokoblins, boss Bokoblins, any any variation of an enemy that is uh, white or silver or white maned or above right so white yeah. maned silver i haven't found any gold um and i'm wondering I, if they're there's gold do... ones well so so here's the thing back in botw if you played the game on like the normal difficulty there wasn't okay. but then like uh, uh with the first dlc they added master mode which is like a higher difficulty mm -hmm. and in master mode uh, you could find gold uh, uh variations of enemies but only on master mode. Oh. So I'm wondering if they're going to do the same with Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Um, I only played that on easy, like normal mode. Like mm. I've never actually played outside of normal on that game. I went back to uh, right now when I played played BLTW again before Tears of the Kingdom. I I realized that master mode was out, and I was like, oh, I don't think I ever played this. So I played through it on master mode, and dear lord, do you die in like a hit or two from <laughs> pretty much anything? Um. But yeah, so so with Tears of the Kingdom, you know, I you start out the game and like some enemies, you know, they'll hit you once and they'll kill you. Mm -hmm. And with the white mains or silver enemies, they'll hit you and they'll take like 10 hearts away from you in one hit. Oh, it's, wow. It's insane. Like the I wouldn't say the game is difficult. At least to, to me, it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. it. I wouldn't say it's difficult, but there is some very punishing things in the game if you don't like watch your step or if oh, you yeah. go places you shouldn't be going early in the game like i did um I, yeah it's it's very weird too because like it they balance that pretty well like because like the controls here aren't very complex it's uh, like uh, for the most part outside of your the abilities you get with the ultra yeah. hand and ascend and stuff like that the controls are relatively the same it's super simple yeah oh yeah super simple but then like 
they the complexity lies in like how much you can do with like the fuse and how well you can do with like ultra hand yeah. and like the way you manipulate the environment around you to kind of like yep. change the way you play the game like that's where the complexity comes in and i i want to ask you like so we talked about different aspects of the game how are you finding high rule cuz uh, like i one of these things that i thought coming into it was like okay, this kind of looks a lot like simple. This kind of looks like familiar from everything we saw so far. Like you can kind of <laughs> see everything. It turns out not very familiar at all. Like lots of new things in this game. What do you think of the the new environments? I was very concerned going into the game that we were going to get the same map, right? Like a few changes here and there. But we were going to get the same map and a few Sky Islands. And, you know, ever since, since we've been seeing trailers, I was like, I mean, that... I have no issues with that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, some issues, but I didn't have as much of a problem as some other people online were having. Yeah. But I was concerned. I was like, you know, as much as I love the place, I don't want to like re-explore the same exact map. Like I've done that already very thoroughly and very extensively. Um, and as soon as I started playing, you know, you get down to the surface and you're like, okay, some things seem a little bit different. You know, some trees are shifted like three inches to the left <laughs> and like, uh, you know, minor things like that. But as you keep playing, you're like, okay, well, this wasn't here. Like, oh, this changed. Or like, oh, what is this? This is a completely new area. And you quickly start to realize that the map, Hyrule, like Hyrule, has changed. Like, the surface has changed so much. Mm -hmm. There are completely new areas that you couldn't access before. There are places you can't go to anymore that have been replaced with something else. You know, there's there's a whole slew of new things. And spoiler warning, um for an exploration slash gameplay thing, not really a story thing. Um, for for those of you who have seen the trailers, you know, you know there's underground sections, you know there's oh, the caves, gaps. and that's that's mm -hmm. that's kind of new. I was not aware. I had no clue how extensive the underground area was. Oh yeah. As soon as I got a paraglider, obviously rather than going to the main story, I yeeted myself through one of the gloom <laughs> holes through the chasm. Mm -hmm. I was like, that looked cool. What's down there? Yeeted myself right through it. And what I found down there was terrifying. Once again, spoiler warning. Yeah. There is an area. So you have the sky. You have the surface, and now there's a third area, which is called the depths. It's this, like, massive underground area below Hyrule. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we saw it in the trailers, or, you know, it wasn't confirmed as ex what exactly it was. We just knew it was an underground section. It is not multiple small underground sections. It is one giant, massive underground section. The depths are the, ex well, not the exact, but they're just as big as Hyrule's surface. Oh yeah. It is huge. It is it is stupid how big the underground is. So now you have the underground, you have the surface, both of these are the same size, and then you have sky islands. There is an insane amount of things to explore, to do, to collect. It is crazy. I the first like I said, the first time I made it to the depths, I was like, what is this? What the hell is going on? There is so much stuff down here. And you find a very interesting variety of enemies down there. And as if all of that wasn't scary enough, the place is completely covered in darkness. You can't see two feet in Nothing. front of you. Uh -uh. So you got to you gotta rely on light seeds to light your way. You got to rely on torches. You know, all, there's a bunch of things you can do to create visibility. Um, but it's, it's amazing. It's an, entire, it's an entire new world down there. And not only is it you know, a new ex uh, place to explore, 
but there's new there's new enemies there's new variations of enemies um there's gloom all over the place oh, so like man, it makes sucks. yeah pretty difficult yeah um yeah there's there's a lot of cool stuff down there um one of the things that i have run into this once again still spoiler territory yeah, one, sure. one of the things i have ran into that was terrifying the first time i i found it was that some enemies are now wearing armor yeah yeah you, can you find enemies that are covered in stone armor so they have like quote unquote two health bars that you'll see they'll have like a yellow health bar and mm -hmm. once you take the armor away they'll go back to like their normal selves but taking off the armor isn't super easy and depending on the tier of enemy you're fighting and the variation within that tier of enemy the difficulty of taking that armor goes up higher oh yeah so for like sure if a red book goblin's wearing the armor, you know, you shoot them with a bomb arrow once and you most likely are even going to kill them with the one bomb arrow. But if you're fighting a, a white main book goblin or a silver one and they're wearing armor, you're going to shoot them multiple times before you even take off the armor, not to mention actually hurting them. And yeah. one of the first enemies I ran into in the depths that I found armor on was a Lionel. Oh, no. Not just, not just any Lionel. It was a white main Lionel. Oh, and I, no. I was like... I had four hearts, barely any stamina, barely any equipment, barely any armor. And I was like, wait, what is that thing? Move? Like, you know, it was dark, right? Mm -hmm. But I saw movement. I was like, what is that thing moving down? So I like when when I took a look at it, and the moment I saw a Lionel in armor and noticed it was silver, I was like, nope, nope, mm -mm. nope. We're getting out of here right now. A sand, a sand, a sand. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, the, the depths are scary. Make sure you're very well prepared before you eat yourself down a, a chasm and are ready to go explore down there. But once you do, it's crazy. There's so much goodies. There's a lot of stuff to do down there. There's a lot of bosses and enemies. Um, and now that I'm like a little bit more into the game and I have, so at this point I have uh, 19 hearts. Oh, I have wow. full stamina. Uh, I have a lot of really good weapons, a lot of really good armor. So I've gone back and killed a good chunk of the stuff down there. You know that Lionel I just told you about? Mm -hmm. I went back and I clapped his ass. Oh like, man, yeah, we're we're doing we're doing some good work down there. But yeah, it's insane. You know, I I've uncovered all of the, the surface map, but I'm I still have so much of the depths to uh, continue exploring. You know, like um, I that Lionel you were talking about, not that specific Lionel, but the one like we were kind of being vague on spoilers it was that was the creature that was that I said returned and whooped my ass. Like it was the lot, it was the Lionel <laughs> on the surface. But yeah, like man, it is it's insane to me how deep this game actually is. And I think yeah. one of the things that like really shocks me about it even more so is like this game is sixteen gigs, man. Like this thing is that deep and it's sixteen yeah. gigs, like. We just played Jedi Survivor that was like a hundred and what sixty five, yeah. yeah, massive, yeah, stupidly massive, and that game is nowhere near as big as this, you know, like nope, nowhere near, and that's nope, that's crazy to me that they did all this with sixteen gigs, and albeit like it's running on the same engine as as like Tears of the Kingdom, but like I mean Breath of the Wild, but and Breath man, of the Wild, yeah, it's it's yeah, insane how they did this. And even more than that, it's running on six-year-old hardware. Nintendo oh, yeah. hasn't really made any hardware changes to the Switch other than giving it an OLED screen. It's still the same hardware as it was six years ago, and the game runs this well. You know, I've had, like, frame drops, like, once or twice whenever you, like, go into a big area, whenever there's a lot of, like, fire on screen. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um 
But other than that, you know, it's 16 gigs and the, the game at no point, right? Like there's seamless transition. There's always seamless transition from the sky to the surface, from the surface to the depths. Um, and I kid you not, I I am genuinely impressed. Like Nintendo has to be doing some like coding black magic behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Some like pack with the devil kind of coding because it is crazy how efficient their code is, how well the entire game is packaged. Because, you know, you give this to any other AAA developer and they're going to, you know, can you imagine oh. EA recreating the, this entire world? The game would be like 10 terabytes just to oh, download. Yeah, for sure. And Nintendo's like, yeah, we could do it in 16 gigs. <laughs> what? That is crazy. That is it's absolutely insane. insane. I, I would love to know what's going on under the hood. Yeah. They just, oh, man, it's crazy. It's It's wild. Yeah, you're not lying, cause like I, I'm so curious. Like, video game documentaries are starting to like become a thing now in our industry, yeah. and I'm like, I would love to see a documentary on how the makings of this game, like Tears of the Kingdom. I would love to yeah. see the documentary on like Redfall. Like those, those two are like the documentaries this year that I'd like to see, like the behind the scenes story of. But yeah. yeah it's it's crazy like another thing i wanted to bring up about like this game and how wild some of the game is and, and this is coming from a person who's not like overly in love with it is like i am so impressed with like not just the scale of everything not just like the pageantry of everything but like the music and the score of this game is absolutely phenomenal like that's one thing i can't like I can knock it for a lot of thing reasons why it's not for me personally, but like yeah. falling from the sky initially, and then like that logo screen comes on, and like the music is just playing is magic, absolutely it magical. Was, it was beautiful. I I saw someone on Reddit say, I think uh, this person on a Reddit uh, a subreddit said it mm -hmm. best. They were like, "Botw was a masterpiece. Tears of the Kingdom is a religious experience." <laughs> and I can I, see that. I couldn't agree more. Because, you know, I, I love BOTW, you know, for, for all the, the stuff I that I found in BOTW that I was like, oh, I wish it would have been done like this, or I wish this was in the game, or I wish this wasn't in the game. I, I loved it. I, I And I genuinely think it was a masterpiece that moved the, the, the gaming industry forward. Like, it has more than earned its place, and it definitely deserved that uh, Game of the Year award when it, back in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um. But with Tears of the Kingdom, you know, it's just like it's it's magical. Everything about the game, it's like, how, how do you make BOTW better? And Nintendo found a way and like multiply that by like three. Yeah. yeah. And yes, that's that starting scene when you like jump down, the music kicks in, the logo comes comes on. It's amazing. Legend of Zelda has always had a really strong uh, musical performance, I guess, like an OST to it. Every single game has had a phenomenal score. With um, you know, Twilight Princess, Skyward, mm -hmm. Skyward Sword has phenomenal music. Wind Waker has like the chirpy, upbeat music. Twilight Princess has like the more darker tones, and then you have Majora's Mask, uh, who also has really, really <laughs> dark music. Um, but Tears of the Kingdom blends all that so well, and also it, it just feels like a phenomenal love letter to the fans. Like you can hear some of the. Uh, one, I think one of the best examples was in the, the latest in the last trailer we got. You can hear the the main Legend of Zelda theme, like the overworld theme play, mm -hmm. but you can hear that it's been reworked kind of with like the, um, you know, that like almost sound effect that goes with Tears of the Kingdom that yeah. like. I don't I don't even know how to describe, but but there's this like specific sound that's almost like techno key. uh mm -hmm. 
electric metallic. I don't know what you would even call it. Robotic, I guess, would be close to it. There's this like specific sound effect, and you can hear those notes blended in with the main theme of the uh, of the game. And it's just it's phenomenal. Like the audio editing, how well it sounds, and like the score itself is just beautiful. It's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Like I I can't hate on it at all. Like it's is <laughs> you know like. You know, this is coming, like I said earlier, coming from a person who's not necessarily in love yeah. with this game. Like I and it's crazy because like I I I'm so jealous. I have fear. I'm like, <laughs> I felt all bad about this because like I want to be in love with this like everyone else. Like I love yeah. the fact that, you know, like this and Elden Ring were like two trends that are games that were like, I understand what makes them great. They're phenomenal games. Yeah. I can get it. I respect it. But I'm on the outside looking in. I'm like. And and that's why I kind of like I can see the comparisons there. I can see how they're so similar in nature because like I am almost like a horizon person versus like a Ooh. a like Tears of the Kingdom kind of person. Like I would love to see more like I want like more Horizon Forbidden West. Like I want more Horizon Burning Shores. Yeah. And this and like this is a lot different. A lot different than those type of games. And I respect it. Like I game yeah. those game. I'm just like man i'm like i wish <laughs> i wish i connected with this as much as like everyone yeah. else you know no i but, hear you and you know it's it's really funny i see a lot of people on twitter that were the same way they're like oh i hated breath of the wild i didn't finish it breath of the wild wasn't for me but then it's like i'm loving tears of the kingdom and it's like that's that's so interesting like to you know and, and not in a bad way but it's just like really interesting to see that you know t I, I, if you really think about it tears of the kingdom is Breath of the Wild with improvements all across the board. Oh, yeah, for sure. But at the, at the base of it, you know, it's still Breath of the Wild's core engine, gameplay, you know, maybe the the, the mechanics and how you play the game are different now. But the essence of Breath of the Wild is very clear. Obviously, it's right there in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. So the fact that people are like, oh, I hated the other game, but this one's really cool, you know, just goes on to show two things. One, how amazing Nintendo's creativity can get you know mm -hmm. with like improvements and like listening to the community and how amazing the series is as a whole that every entry can be loved separately uh regardless of the other entries and mm -hmm. i think elden ring did the same thing right because how many people played elden ring that have never played a souls game that have tried a souls game and were like this isn't for me you know like think about just just with the previous entry with sekiro how many people played sekiro and gave up after the chained ogre because they were like this yeah. is too difficult i hate this this is not for me how many people tried dark souls and were like this is awful i don't like this but then elden ring came out and they were hooked on it I'm freaking tim the tapman dr disrespect <laughs> i you know the fact that these two tim the tapman and dr disrespect were streaming the game mm -hmm. just goes on to speak volumes of how much of an influence elden ring had across the gaming community so much so that some people played Elden Ring and were like, hey, maybe I should go back and give the other games from software has made a try. Yeah. And, you know, that that's so to some people that was their entry point, Elden Ring. And then they went back, played Dark Souls. I know people who went back and like went through the entire from software catalog because of Elden Ring. Yeah, man, um, it's got power. It, it does. It does. And I, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is doing the same way. You know, some people that weren't that into Breath of the Wild, maybe... You know, they play uh, Tears of the Kingdom. They're like, hey, maybe it was a little bit too hard on Breath of the Wild. And maybe they'll go back and play Breath of the Wild and be like, hey, this isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if they've never played a Zelda game, they'll play this one and they'll go back and be like, hey, this is an amazing gaming series. Yeah, man. And I, it's great. It's like, you know, like I 
even like a, like I keep saying, like even though this game hasn't like struck me and I'm like probably like 20 yeah. to 25 hours in, it's like I love that everyone's having a good time with it. Like yeah. I love that there's a game out there for everyone, despite the fact that, you know, like I would I'm salivating for more Uncharted. Like I'm salivating for more like games uh, in the horizon sphere like ghost of tsushima which is like yeah very much another open world game but very much so different that it's it kind of attracts a different type of gamer or at least like it's the same it's more of what i'm looking for in in this type of game like more cinematic type of open world but like it's crazy everyone can have their cake and eat it too because there's so much good out there right now in the gaming industry yeah there's there's so much there's always a lot to play in and you know just because i'm completely devoid of uh social life and completely <laughs> sunk into tears of the kingdom doesn't mean that there aren't other games out there that people can enjoy like just because tears of the kingdom is what's big right now doesn't mean that you have to be playing tears of the kingdom it doesn't mean that you have to be loving tears of the kingdom you know and yeah the online sphere is is really tough you know especially someplace like twitter where you know you could genuinely not like the game but you're not saying it's bad you could just be like hey this isn't for me and people will attack you like oh you're a hater mm-hmm. uh you you're clearly just doing this for the engagement or whatever and you know some people uh, those people are stupid we don't care about those people yeah um sure. but yeah you know i don't I, i'm not going to hold you in disdain or hate you just because you <laughs> you know you're not loving tears of the kingdom you might be a little bit dead to me but that's okay yeah, that's all right you know <laughs> It's like you're like, don't ever give me food <laughs> recommendations ever because I know you got bad taste. Uh, but no, it's it, it, no, and yeah, like I said, it's it, it's all good. I but I, I think Tears of the Kingdom is phenomenal. I think it's gonna sweep at the Game Awards. I think it's gonna bring Game of the Year home, and I I'm so that. happy. And even even if it doesn't, the experience that I have gotten thus far out of the game mm-hmm. more than lived up to my hype more than makes up for the wait time. And I just, you know, I can't wait to keep playing. So I got a couple of questions for you Um, before we wrap up here. Yeah. Like my main question for you is like, do you feel like this is, uh, first of all, you're a Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, like Breath of the Wild was like, you know, like the actual, like a new hope. And this is almost like a, you know, the return, like not necessarily the return of the Jedi, but the Empire, Empire. Strikes Back. Yeah like of the series for for zelda and, and the breath of the wild sequence right now so, okay yeah for for the botw sequence 100 percent. i think mm-hmm. I, I think that fits perfectly i think uh, breath of the wild was definitely a new hope you know it was like the the start of this sequence you know they tried new I, I, when you look at it as a series as a whole i'm not really sure you could pick a specific point to have it be like oh this was the new hope for the series overall yeah. but for this sequence right now yes um i think it's fitting to say BOTW would be a new hope where they tried something new it was kind of like uh slowly getting you into it and then now tears of the kingdom is empire strikes back it's darker it's uh more focused it's more intense it's more high stakes mm-hmm. um yeah, I think I think that's a that's a phenomenal comparison, actually. Yeah. So my next question for you is like, how are you loving these shrines in this game? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of different shrines. here. There is an uh, almost almost an obnoxious amount of shrines. I think I think I've done 84 on the surface Jeez. and like 56 on the sky. <laughs> so there's definitely there's definitely more than the 120 that uh, BLTW had. Mm-hmm. Um. Jeez. And so far, so yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it. There's so many, but I'm loving them. I love 
So unlike BLTW, where mm-hmm. there was one solution and one almost some of them, some of them you could cheese with a couple of different things. There was some leeway to some of them. But for the most part, they had one specific solution, one way of doing it, and that was it. In yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, because of the freedom and the creativity you have, I have seen, I kid you not, I have seen uh, some of my streamer friends who are playing the game. They get to a shrine, and I'm like, hey, I just recently did that shrine. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I remember what I did. I did this, this and this. I wonder if they're going to do something similar. And I see them do something completely different, and it works. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? That works? Um, I think I think Tears of the Kingdom has been the game where you can every time I have said, hey, I wonder if this will work. I have never once answered that question with, oh, no, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Every time I try something, it works because that's just how good the game is designed and how good Nintendo was at giving us the creativity for pretty much anything. So with the shrines, I think the shrines are significantly harder than the ones in BOTW. I, I'm and, right there with you. And part of that is because of the creativity you have, because now there's not just one way of doing it. There's a, a bunch of ways of solving things. Um, so you really got to like know the tools you have at your disposal. And you got you to gotta be able to think outside the box for some of these. Um, there was one shrine that I hated. I absolutely hated it. It was... By far the stupidest shrine I've done in the entire game. And it was one where there was this rail. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was two rails. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows this shrine because this shrine sucks ass. There's two rails. Each of them, or there's two sets. Each of them have one, uh, two rails. Mm -hmm. So they go this way. And then at some point there's a gap and then it switches to just one set of two rails. And then this uh, one set goes on a loop. It goes up and then it goes down into the shrine. Mm-hmm. I spent an hour and a half in this shrine <laughs> because I was what I was the entire hour and a half. I was like, what sort of stupid contraption platform do I have to create that's going to sustain itself on these on the two sets of rails? Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be able to seamlessly transition into the <laughs> one rail and take me on this loop. Dude, I tried every geometric shape. <laughs> that has ever been thought of created and even the ones that have not been thought of or created i tried them and they they didn't work at some point i was so tilted i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna walk on the rails and i almost i almost pulled that off what? i was so close and then i fell off at the the very end because there's three jumps you gotta uh-huh. do and i did the first two seamlessly i was like oh we're in there and then on the third jump i like slid off the rail and i was like oh okay oh, that sucks so i went back to to the contraption and i was able to eventually i was able to come up with a platform that it was a it was like a triangle shape uh-huh um so it sit on the two rails and i put the fans on it it slid and when it got to the uh, center rail I had to like wiggle it a little bit, but I was uh-huh. able to get it to hook on and pass through it. And I was like, okay, we're good. All I got to do is stay on the platform. So it went on the loop. It got to the top. And when it got to the top, it oh, freaking no. turned. And uh-huh. I was starting to fall. And I was like, shit, shit, shit. But I was able to jump and just like glide to the, uh-huh. the freaking thing. So I was like, okay, we did it. Fine. Jesus. And then I watch, I watch a streamer mm-hmm. who's doing the same shrine. And I'm like, oh, buddy, you're going to be here for a while. This man... This man takes uh, a rocket that he had before going into the shrine. He had a rocket on his shield. He gets to, like, the edge of the the cliff. He shoots up with the rocket and then just paraglides in. And I was like, okay, sure. I I felt so dirty. I was like, I wish I would have thought about that. Um, 
And then I saw then what I the other cool thing about watching all these streamers and YouTube mm -hmm. videos about it is that I learned different things just from watching like tidbits. Oh, yeah. you know how you were mentioning earlier the skateboard, um, uh -huh. the skateboard stuff. So I I had a similar experience where I found out that you don't need a card on the shield to be able to surf on rails. You oh. can just surf on rails with a shield. So this man um, makes a contraption gets on the uh, you know gets on the first rail and then immediately uh -huh. jumps off and lands on the rail and i'm like are you just gonna walk it and he takes a shield like once he's in the air he jumps takes a shield and puts it under him and then the shield just like sticks to the rail and you just glide through oh and, like, so you like totally hard for scared like the yeah. whole thing yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> that's and crazy like, what the fuck you can do that oh. it was that easy yeah, so so that shrine that shrine taught me a lot, but I it also showed me how much I hate that shrine. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Man, um yeah. one that I'm on right now, like I was playing a little before we, we got on this call, is like there's one where like you it's just pitch black and at the beginning of the shrine they give you like mm. this strobe light, this light. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and you have to go through like a maze and it has like spikes and stuff yep. like that. Yep. I'm not sure where to go, to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't either. So what I did is I just explored everything. Yeah. I, I hugged the wall and I just went through everything. There's like two chests hidden in there. Uh -huh. And then one of them has a, a key that you need. The other one has like an item. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, it's that one. Thankfully, that one wasn't too difficult. Like, you know, you uh -huh. grab the strobe light, you go through, you look at stuff. Um that one wasn't too no, bad. No, it's not bad. It's not difficult. Yeah. It's more just tedious because I'm like, I, I'm trying to walk slow so I don't get impaled by these spikes around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's more tedious than anything yeah. like that. But, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like, you know, to the Shrine's credit, like, I'm not even a puzzle, like, gamer. Like, that's not, that's part of the reason why this game hasn't, like, clicked with me because mm. I would probably argue that, like, 80% of this game is puzzle-based at this point. There's it, so much puzzles. <laughs> it is, and that's, it's a cool thing because for the people who really enjoy puzzles, like, you're feasting with this game, but, like, I'm not, I'm not that type of gamer natively. Like, mm. I like light puzzle, like, elements, sort of, like, Uncharted, you know, like, or, like, yeah. Yeah, I like stuff that has or Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is another good example to where like I like the big giant puzzles that Tomb Raider has, but I'm not that kind of gamer natively. But yeah, yeah. like it's it's crazy because like uh, it makes me think in ways that I didn't necessarily I haven't thought of since I got I like graduated college years ago to where mm. I'm like I'm like how what kind of physics do I need to explore and, and tackle <laughs> this this specific yeah. like puzzle? Yeah, so I'm enjoying that aspect of it. Like it's. Like I said, there are elements that I enjoy about this game immensely. But um, the last question I wanted to ask you about is like, so, you know, like in, in Breath of the Wild, you got to meet and explore like all these different types of towns with like their own like this almost species that you got to get involved with. What do you think of like the surroundings and, and like the people that you've met so far? Has any of them like really just struck you to where like, oh, I'm going to remember that person or like has any have you? came across any instances like that so far there's a lot of new characters in this game that are pretty interesting um you know depending on how far you go with the exploration and the side quest you get to meet a a whole slew of different characters mm -hmm. um there's been a couple of memorable ones there's been a couple of characters that are tied to side quests specifically um and i would say those are like the more memorable kind uh, I don't want to go too much into spoiler territory, yeah. um, but they, yeah, there's definitely a good amount of new characters that are pretty memorable. Um, I don't know if you remember 
the guy in BOTW, if you ever met him, he's um, a merchant that buys uh, monster parts. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Klingon or something. I forget his actual name, but uh -huh. he's a... Uh, he looks like a monster. I don't know what species he is, but yeah, he, he buys monster parts. Mm -hmm. He's back in this game, uh, and you get to meet his uh, younger brother. In yeah, the game. and you're and you're helping out his younger brother with a quest. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I met the younger brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a very he's a very I'm definitely not gonna forget that dude anytime soon. No. He's so out there. It's really funny. He's got a fun um, dream. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, he's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, there's definitely like I said, there's a lot of interesting characters out there. Um, I I actually really like what they've done with some of the main characters. I feel like we're getting a lot more character development and a lot more insight into the character themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I that that I'm not going to touch on because that would definitely be spoilers. But yeah. there's there's some pretty cool um, information and lore that you get, uh, especially out of the memories we were talking about earlier. Those memories have some really good stuff to them. And to anybody playing Tears of the Kingdom, I highly, highly encourage you to drop whatever you're doing Go find all of those memories and go through that quest because that is that is really good. Okay, so I I I lied. My last my my this is my real last question of this one. It's like, <laughs> do you really do you feel like based on what you've played so far, Tears of the Kingdom is the best Zelda game that you've ever played? Out of what I've played so far, no, I okay. think it is the second best uh, Legend of Zelda game so far. I think it more than blew out Breath of the Wild. Okay, um, and out of the you know even. Even the non-mainline Zelda games, because there are some some good non-mainline Zelda games, but out of the mainline Zelda games, um, I would say Tears of the Kingdom has been every single one of them, with the exception of a single one. Care to oh. guess which one that is? Okay, so I'm not. I don't think it's Majora's Mask. Nope. I'm. I know for sure it's not Skyward Sword. It is not. I'm going to say probably Twilight Princess. Yes. Ding yeah. ding ding ding. We I got was... a winner. Yeah, Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda game. And as of right now, I, and you know, I mm -hmm. obviously that's a very subjective opinion or a very subjective statement. But objectively speaking, I think uh, Twilight Princess did some really cool stuff for the Legend of Zelda series as a whole. You know, it's the first other than Majora's Mask, I would say is like the most dark game in the series. Like we get a lot of dark undertones. Um you get a lot, you know, the graphics look very different than your typical cell shading and cartoonish look that Zelda mm -hmm. has had for years. Um, and you get some some pretty intense moments in the game. And not to mention the final boss, like the final boss, you get to throw one on one with uh, Ganondorf in a mm -hmm. sword fight, which is the first time that we had ever seen that. Previously, I think, um, I mean, I forget what was the exact game before. Oh, I mean, I, I oh, that's not true. I guess in Wind Waker, Wind Waker, you to throw yeah. down, yeah, you throw down with Ganondorf, and he he's dual wielding swords. So, um, but still, there, there was something. I I think Zelda's even involved in that fight to some extent. Whereas mm -hmm. in this one, you know, it's just a one v one, nothing but you and Ganondorf on a, a very epic sword fight. Um. And yeah, I, I I still to this day hold Twilight Princess as my favorite uh, Legend of Zelda game, and I I still think it's the best one. Um, as of right now, Tears of you know I'm I'm not done with Tears of the Kingdom, but from what I've seen, it has the potential to beat out Twilight Princess. It definitely does. If okay. it keeps going at the pace that it currently is, with you know just like in terms of um, 
the story, the gameplay, if it just keeps going steady, which I'm sure it's going to skyrocket. Like, I'm mm-hmm. about to hit some crazy stuff and it's just going to get even better. But as long as it doesn't go down from where it's currently at, it, I'm fairly certain by the time I'm done with it, I'm sure Tears of the Kingdom will be my new favorite Zelda game. Okay, okay. We'll have to check yeah. back after the after <laughs> you're done completing the yes. game and see where, yes. where you lie with it. But lit, I yeah. want to first of all, I want to thank you so much for being on the show again. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Like, man, I love nerding out with you every single time you come <laughs> on the pod, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure being here talking about video games and whatnot. Yeah. So my last thing I want to want to tell you is like, just remember to to come back to us after the game, after you beat the game, <laughs> come back to us in society. <laughs> oh, man, I, I l- listen, I've actually been pretty good. I, I went back to work on Wednesday. Um, I came home and I played Tears of the Kingdom till it was time to go to bed. But I went to bed at a reasonable time. I was in bed by midnight and I was okay. ready to go the next day. Yeah. You know, I didn't stay up till four in the morning that day. Um, And then last night we had a like a spring company outing thing. So we went to... Um, there's this place here in Philadelphia where you, you it's a bar that has ping pong tables in it. Oh. Um so that was pretty fun. You know, we we did some social stuff, is what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Um and I'm I'm traveling. I'm gonna go visit family. So like I'm gonna be doing social stuff with that too. I'm still bringing my switch. I'm gonna be playing whenever I have the chance. Um, but yes, as soon as Tears of the Kingdom is done, uh, as soon as Tears of the Kingdom are is done. I will reintegrate myself to society as a full functioning adult. At, <laughs> at least, at least in uh, uh, for a couple of weeks until like what is it? Final Fantasy sixteen is out. <clears throat> well, so I'm I'm actually kind of concerned now because oh wow, I I don't think mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a hundred percent done with Tears of the Kingdom by the time Final Fantasy sixteen comes out. And you know, I I'm super excited for FF sixteen. I'm gonna play it as soon as I can, but. I thought I was going to be done with Tears of the Kingdom by the time the game came out and I was going to be able to just play FF16 day one. Mm -hmm. I am now starting to be concerned that that is not going to be the case. And, (laughs) you know, someone was like, oh, well, you know, once FF16 comes out, why don't you put uh, Tears of the Kingdom on pause and play FF16? And I gave them the dirtiest, nasty look (laughs) I have ever generated. It was just like pure disdain. And they're like, oh, I felt that in my soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's a lot. I'm not I'm not putting Tears of the Kingdom down until I have picked up every single Korok. I have uncovered every single little <laughs> secret. I will not put this game down until I have done everything and my soul feels satisfied. And as of right now, I hunger for more Tears of the Kingdom. That's amazing. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, I you know, I was <laughs> kind of looking at my release day calendar because I'm I'm excited for a triple A game that I can kind of like get my teeth into again. And you know, with Jedi Survivor being the buggy mess that it was, even though it's being patched up right now, I yeah. kind of wanted to wait for that to be a more premium experience before I jump yeah. back into that. I was thinking maybe maybe Sebastian becomes a Diablo boy again. Like, oh, uh, I've okay. yeah, I've only played one Diablo game, but like I'm okay. starting to get that hunger for it. And, you know, I know I'm a single player experience type of guy, but I might might break the rule there for Diablo. So, OK, I, I okay. might jump into Diablo there. And I also nice. might... yeah, that's that's coming out uh, June 6th, right? Yeah, the six. Yeah. Yeah. So I might nice. might jump into that. So I'm th- I'm thinking Diablo and Final Fantasy is going to be my next big, big titles after Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. So, yeah, I'm. I'm also excited to see when we're getting Spider-Man. Um, oh, that, that you know, showcase given, is going to be. Yeah, the showcase is going to be nuts. I I guarantee you we're going to hear so much. Uh, you know, out of the I think out of the gate, we're going to hear about the um, Last of Us faction 
yeah i right think there with i you. think we're gonna yeah i think we're gonna get factions there we're gonna get so i think we're gonna get a trailer like a full proper trailer mm-hmm. for spider-man 2 with a release date um and i hope in that trailer we get to see some venom action i i, I am very very excited for venom being in the sequel um I think we but need yeah, to I, see that. Rise of the Ronin is another one I think we'll yes, probably get to see Rise more of. of. That was another game that looked really, really good. But I th- I think that's releasing next year, right? I yeah, think they yeah. said 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to because releasing any... Uh, after Tears of the Kingdom, any game releasing this year is, is almost committing like seppuku. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> on, on their uh, game of the year possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely see that. I for sure see that. Yeah. No, but it, it'll be good. I mean, I'm excited because so we got FF16 next month. Mm-hmm. Then I don't think there's anything in July as of right now. At least nothing, nothing major. That I'm like, no, yeah, nothing major. And then in, in August, we have um, uh, Armor Core 6. That looks which fun. I, mm-hmm. that, that does look fun. I think I think I'm going to be jumping into that day one. Um. And and I think I think that's it as far as like confirmed releases go. Um, yeah, I can't think. Um, so I here's some, and you can kind of like these are basically the bigger ones that you can kind of tell okay. me what you you what you kind of going for here. Um, so Final Fantasy sixteen June June twenty second. Yep. Then we skip down to July. We have um. You know, you might be a Pikmin person, and Pikmin Four. Oh, that's July. right, Pikmin's coming out. Yeah. yeah, I I did play that when I was a kid. I'm not a super big fan of the series. Like, not like I. I said, I played it when I was a kid. I thought they were fun. I might check it out. We'll see. Yeah, neither am I. Um, Exo Primal is another one that looks like a that, big release in July. That looked kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'll keep an eye on, but as of right now, not a day one purchase. Yeah. The um, let's see, Atlas Fallen is coming out on august 10th um you they know did that release gameplay for that that look that, once it again looks, looks interesting yeah yeah, yeah. keep um, an eye on it armor core is the yep. 25th um goodbye volcano high which is uh, was basically was on a playstation showcase like two years ago at this point about the okay. dinosaurs um comes out august 29th um okay. sea of stars is an indie that looks really good really cool okay um, art I, don't, style. I don't think i've heard of that one i'll have to look into yeah it. definitely i'll send you a link to it after the chat okay. but like um that one baldur's gate if you're a baldur's gate fan comes out in august as well not really for me either not really no no um starfield september the 6th is Th- starfield oh did it did it get an actual confirmed date i didn't know that yeah um okay oh actually this, i did know that what am i talking yeah. about yes I, I i did know that it had a confirmed release date for september yeah yeah, yeah september the um, 6th and then okay. and then the last last major one on our list uh, until we get to the fall is probably mortal kombat 1 which is september 19th yes which by the way did you watch that trailer it looks good it looks good it looks crazy if the game looks half as good as that cinematic looked mm-hmm. i will be jumping into it um his, so, so here's the thing with fighting games, right? I I love fighting games. I think fighting games are fun, but I've never been. So I, I've always been Mortal Kombat since I was mm-hmm. since I was little. That was like the you know you know how like there's all these um fighting games and you like pick a side. Yeah, that's there's like your, three you, sides. Like, really. fa- there's like yeah. a faction. <laughs> um, yeah, you're either a Mortal Kombat, you're Street Fighter, or you're Tekken. Mm-hmm. And then if you if you want to go even further into it, you're Soul Calibur. You are um, 
Ah uh, man, what's the other? Was that other, Guilty Gears? It's like some people yeah, like guilt, that. There's Guilty Gear to um the Mash. You know, some people like to yeah, do the Smash. Uh, obviously, uh-huh. Smash. Yeah, there was another one I can't remember the name, but but yeah, basically you get the idea, right? So I was always Mortal Kombat. Um, but between Street Fighter and Tekken, I've always liked Street Fighter better. But with this, with the latest games that they're showcasing, you know, Street Fighter Six looks good, but Tekken Eight looks. Really good. Mm-hmm. I have never looked at a Tekken game and said, "Oh yeah, this looks better than Street Fighter." But Tekken Eight, I was <laughs> so impressed with what I've seen so far. I'm like, I'm not even considering getting Street Fighter Six. Like, I am. If I was gonna get either of them, it would definitely be Tekken Eight. Oh um, yeah. And I thought I was gonna do that, but now that Mortal Kombat's like, <laughs> oh, we're still in play. It's like, <laughs> yeah, buddy. You know, yeah, that, you- the trailer looked amazing. You know, last year we had like a really weird like um game of the year and uh, that game of the year like category for like fighting games, like best cap mm. fighting games, because they even threw like it was so weird that they even threw Sifu into like that best fighting game category. <laughs> and I was just like, this year is like the peak year for fighting games. The like peak Dude, year. this year, this year's the peak year for gaming in general. I'll tell you, especially AAA. It it's insane. It is so st- Stacked with games mm-hmm. and everybody was like oh you know what we're going in there we're gonna have a good fighting chance like this is gonna be a good game of the year run for everybody and and nintendo's like hold my beer yeah <laughs> new Zelda game <laughs> sayonara and it's like well all right <laughs> man i i you know like i want to see what spider-man has on the table because if it can maybe like sway some people because if yeah. you're like if Spider-Man comes to, to like the table and you can basically like switch out Miles and Peter kind of like GTA 5 did to where mm. like it, that top down switch instantly. I'm like, oh, that might be a game changer. But, you know, it's Tears of the Kingdom's game of the year to lose yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm there with you. I think I think it's really going to hang on. Um, You know, I think FF16 still still in the running. I think mm-hmm. as of right now, I think. Game of the Year nominations will probably be Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. FF16, uh, Mar- uh, Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. Starfield, if it actually releases this year. <laughs> um, I think Hogwarts Legacy might get nominated. Maybe. It's either going to be Hogwarts Legacy or uh, Resident Evil 4. That makes five. And then I think the, they normally nominate an indie. Um, I don't think an indie's got a chance this year. His crazy thing is. because like I, I don't think... Any indie's gonna beat out Tears of the Kingdom, uh, but they they typically do nominate one. Like if you yeah. go back and look at it, almost every year they've nominated Plague at least Tale one indie and, mm-hmm, and stuff like um, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, Stray was nominated uh, the year before, or two years ago. I forget when Stray came out, but Stray was nominated for Game of the Year. Hades was nominated for Game of the Year. Hades deserved um, it though. Hades, Hades yeah. is so good. Hades, Hades is a good game. Yeah, so so I'm trying to think. Like, there's been some cool indies this year. But I'm I'm trying to think what would even possibly get nominated for Game of the Year. That's the that's the thing. It's like there's been some really dope indie games this year. But like, if any would like actually get an indie spot based on like, oh, we gotta put an indie in the Game of the Year category, it'd probably be Dredge. Mm, yeah, that, I've been that, hearing a lot of talk about Dredge. Yeah, outside of that, nothing else comes close. Like, yeah, and to no, be honest, especially with the scope of the games that are mm-hmm. running around in the wild. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I mean, like realistically uh, realistically like down down to brass tacks down mm-hmm. to like the real stuff tears of the kingdom has a spot almost in the back it's really up to spider-man 2 and starfield to say something about it oh, like yeah. i said i think ff16 is going to be phenomenal but i don't think it's going to be tears of the kingdom out. no 
No, it's also very niche in, in the sense that like it's yeah. only going to attract like maybe like a fourth of of people who are playing video games right now versus yeah. Tears of the Kingdom has like probably 80 percent of the gamers in a chokehold. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, you Ooh, included right here. <laughs> <laughs> you included. Oh yeah. So lit. Um, yeah. I, so lit. I want to ask you one thing, and that is, where can the good people find you? Because you do, you have made a grand return recently, <laughs> back yes. to us, giving us that good goodness that is lit <laughs> lit stream. So where can people find you? That's right. Uh, the good people can find me uh, on uh, Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv slash lit unplay. I have officially made my return to streaming. The literally unplayable streams are back. And matter of fact, we will be doing one tonight. Um, I guess by the time this episode releases, it, it won't be a tonight stream. <laughs> yeah. uh, but today on May 19th, uh, I will be streaming tonight because I my flight leaves at 5 in the morning. So I need to be at the airport around like 2.30. So I'm planning on staying up all night. Yeah. Um. So we will be doing some Tears of the Kingdom tonight. But yes, uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash lit on play. You can find me on Twitter at, at lit on play as well. Pretty much all my socials are lit on play. Uh, and I have Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch. But then if you uh, want to check out the YouTube channel, we also have a Discord server, all of that. Uh, there is a lovely link in the description uh, of either the um, Spotify playlist you are currently listening to or the YouTube video. And I'm going to rely on you to post that link somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It'll be there. It'll be there, guaranteed. Yeah. But thank Sweet. you all for listening to this episode. And thank you, Lit, for joining us for another ex like awesome, awesome chat with you, man. <laughs> I always like having you on the show. Oh, everyone, I appreciate it. Everyone be on the lookout for more episodes with Lit coming into the future. Like He's going to give us his full review on Tears of the Kingdom when he beats it. So be on the yes. lookout for that. Be on the lookout for deep dive discussions. We're doing a lot more of those in the future. We are going to. Your boy is now also playing RE4 as of tonight. Like, hey. I, yeah, yeah. So I'll be able to give my actual impressions of RE4 and, nice. and some other stuff like that. Um, We're going to be doing some more deep dives like that. We just did WWE 2K23. Um, we just did, um, did a Rising Forbidden West. I mean, Forbidden West slash Burning Shores deep dive discussion episode. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meanwhile, I've been Sebastian. That's been lit. And this has been the single player experience. Peace out, everyone. Bye. Bye. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I would like to send a special shout out and thank you to Lit Unplay for being a guest on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the Single Player Experience Discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!